0: Welcome to House to Home Podcast. It's here that we'll learn how to cultivate an eternal haven in our temporary world. So grab a cup of coffee, do the dishes, or even take a drive in your car. Whatever it is you do while listening, I hope you feel right at home. Welcome to House to Home Podcast. I'm your host, Brie, and today we have a guest with us, Leanne Rufner, to discuss how to love and care for children in the home that may have unique or special needs. As I've discussed with other friends, we all kind of have unique needs of our own in one way or another. And I think that this podcast is going to be helpful for parents. With any children whatsoever. However, we're going to talk specifically about children that may struggle with behavioral or learning disabilities or have diagnoses or go to therapy. And Leanne has a lot of wisdom to share with us on this topic. So Leanne, will you share with us a little bit about you and your family?
1: Sure. First of all, thank you for the privilege of being on today. I really appreciate it. And it, this gave me such a lovely time of reflection on the past 17 and a half years of my son's life, my oldest son, our oldest son's life and what God has done in and through him and our family and in my life and all of that. So thank you. You're welcome. And I did get my dear 17 year old's permission to share all of this today. So we'll tell that, him
0: we are grateful for that.
1: <laughs> yes. I think he, it was a gift for him to see his story written down. So yeah. thank you. So, yes, my name is Leanne Rufner and I'm from Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, First and foremost, I am a sinner saved by grace alone. (laughs) And I'm so grateful for the Lord saving me and honest to goodness, his sustaining grace and strength has gotten me through this whole story and in life. So I'm grateful. I have a dear husband, Chris, and we both have education degrees from Ashland University, a little school in Ashland, Ohio, between Cleveland and Columbus and we are just a bit passionate about education you can probably imagine with our degrees Um, and three years ago we moved from state college pennsylvania which is home of penn state to Terre haute to uh, church plant with the pca and it is an absolute delight one of my favorite things to talk about Uh, my days also include loving caring and schooling our three guys uh, mark who's 17 luke who's 14 and jonathan who's 11 and yes they are the three gospels in a row and these guys definitely keep me hopping. I work part-time as a health coach educator and love that. And my three main joys besides my family and life are faith, education, and health and wellness. And so I'm so thankful to the Lord that he's given me the opportunity to actually like live these out on a, on a daily basis. And we have a new pup who's a little sheep who and two parakeets. So that's what our house looks like. It's very loud. <laughs> it's a Delight.
0: <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that to me, which I think you'll actually say that maybe again in detail in one of these questions coming up. I love it. Okay. So quick question. Did you and your husband meet in college then if you went we to the same did. college? Okay. Yes.
1: He was a senior and I was a freshman and we met in the navigator ministry.
0: Okay. I didn't know that detail, so neat. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. I want to pick your brain and I hear your advice and your encouragement, but can you just start and share with us about Mark, about his story, um, where it all began, when you started realizing that he had unique needs, any of that, what made you seek help? uh, What made you realize you couldn't meet those needs on your own, that sort of thing?
1: okay well thank you um please let me know if i don't hit on these all these questions yeah for sure um but i I feel like the this story is a story of god's grace and redemption from the start to well it's still going
0: yeah Um,
1: and i think of the westminster catechism number one that states what is the chief end of man what is the highest end of man Mm -hmm. man's chief and highest end is to glorify god and to fully enjoy him forever So our heart is that God will be glorified through this story, you know, and everything that we say and do. So our precious Mark came to us much earlier than we had planned. And those are air quotes, but God's (laughs) ways are so good. Mark was born a tad bit early in the middle of our time in seminary on September 19th of 2004. And Mark has always been a serious, content, laid back boy, and now I can't 17 and a half-year-old teen. When he was a toddler, we noticed he had speech delays. So that's where this kind of a little bit began. And when he was a baby, he would barely ever smile. Um, and we've come to learn that that is actually a sign of autism, but we didn't know that. We just thought that was his personality, which mm-hmm. is his personality also a bit, I think. Um, so at about two years of age, he couldn't even put two words together, like bird house. There's no mm-hmm. way, like, um, doghouse. Those weren't going to go together. A student in our college ministry encouraged us to pursue speech therapy at that point. And so he began speech in his two, maybe it was like two and a half years old when he began. And then he transitioned to the early speech therapy, like for three to five year olds, and then he continued on through five. So even before speech therapy began, began though, I noticed things um, behaviorally that were not quite typical being an educator by trade and having worked in a special needs preschool in college i knew some of the signs of what to look for when it came to autism and i had him tested and he came out in the gray areas although essentially they said he was just fine so this still you know had me a little confused but the pediatrician said there were no issues so even though i saw some signs i had to encourage myself to trust the lord that all of these professional professionals knew something that i might not so a few years later, so between ages six through eight, I'm a numbers person, by the way. So um, I have a math minor. So I'm very into like. Age. Oh wow! So if I ever talk to you, I'm like, okay, what was the date of that, or how old were they?
0: Opposite so, of. Me.
1: Okay, well. You're lucky know. if
0: I remember your birthday or my own children's
1: birthday. <laughs> okay, good. There might be some testing soon. <laughs> so. So about age six to eight, though, um, you know, (laughs) since we had him home, we were homes. We started homeschooling him, which is a whole other story. But he had an audiologist appointment. So I think he might have failed this audiology test at this Mm -hmm. point. I'm sorry, not it was an auditory test, which is what sent us um, there in the first place. So then around this time, I began to put more pieces of his story together which I truly feel, again, was God prompting me to do this. Right. Mark struggled to hear me from the back of the van. He would tell me that I sounded jumbled. And then one day, I remember my friend and her sister took him to a lake to play with a bunch of little boys. And they had to call for him five times for him to come before he ever heard and obeyed them. And so I, when she dropped him off and told me that story, I kept thinking in my head, was he really being disobedient and I really didn't think so. I felt like there was really something going on here. Like, yeah. you know, when you can tell when you're uh, you can't always tell, but sometimes you can tell if they're being, you know, totally disobedient or if there's something else going on. Right. That's what we were starting to see. So multi-step directions were almost impossible for him. So these all pointed to another challenge, auditory processing disorder. So the audiologist ended up sending us to Penn State, which is where we live for 13 years to get tested by their audiologist who had specialized auditory processing disorder tests. And so then that's what we found out after we went there, he does have APD. We came back the following year for another test to, con- you know, continue to confirm that right. that test continued to show auditory processing disorder. And then the way the test landed that next year showed a full autism diagnosis. So at this point I knew, that we needed to test him for being on the spectrum, possibly not because I wanted my son labeled again in air quotes, Mm -hmm. but because we wanted to know how to best help him and get him any therapy necessary to enable him to flourish and to thrive. So then our son proceeded to have six concussions. Mm. This turned into a two and a half to three year, at least journey of post concussive syndrome. If you look it up on the mayo clinic site our son had almost every single symptom of this he babbled like an infant so mm-hmm. he was like a 10 11 12 year old going back to an infant mm-hmm. he had stress blackouts off and on all day meaning he would just pass out randomly like in the middle of walmart oh my i just sit at the back row of church for years because he would randomly pass out during the service almost every service and we never knew when that would be He had headaches, nausea, sensitivity to light. It goes on and on my husband. And I didn't know if we would ever have our son back again, had we lost him for good. That just kept going through our minds. He was physically here, but he was not mentally there. So by God's amazing grace, he led us to one of the best concussion doctors in the country named Dr. Michael Collins in Pittsburgh. And he was actually on the PBS special. So we felt like God literally (laughs) the PBS special on concussions, literally led us to this man um our first time with him he looked at us and said this is day number one of his healing and you are going to get your son back
0: Mm.
1: praise God that's exactly what happened so Mark began to go through vision therapy vestibular therapy talk therapy and medicinal therapy and so he is now healed praise the Lord Mm. so after after we had his final concussion appointments I went to work getting him into the Penn State Educational Psychology Lab To have a full educational evaluation, highly recommend that for people because you get the whole shebang. Any educational issue, you know, processing like like an autism disorder type thing. Right. Evaluation, it's amazing. Um. So the possible autism diagnosis thought that had never left me throughout this concussion time. So my husband and I lived in this never ending story of is Mark sinning right now? Is this childish behavior? Mm -hmm. Is this the concussion talking? Is this auditory processing disorder or is this maybe something else that hasn't been diagnosed yet? Right. So we made many mistakes along the way. So I want to let everybody know that. (laughs) And all I can say is thank you, Jesus, and to our dear son for their grace and patience through it all, because it was something else. That's all I have to say. (laughs) So Penn State had a long wait list to get into their amazing clinic. But of course, our God. We were bumped to almost the front of the line because Mark was a middle school boy and they needed to test this age range, age range for some of the students. So after tons of paperwork, <laughs> Mark was tested. And what I had always thought was true was indeed true. Mark was diagnosed with high-functioning autism, mm. ADHD, and a learning disability on top of the auditory processing and eye motor issues that he was having, especially mm. after the concussion. So around this time, we were making a huge church denominational change, job change, and eventually a move almost 600 miles away. So after all of this happened, after we moved, I began my task of finding his autism therapy. So I hit a dead end with the school district due to how they help homeschool students and finally was able to secure help at the local college's speech clinic. So essentially they tutored our son in social matters, to help him be able to function well, like teaching him how to interview for jobs and all mm-hmm. of that. And he graduated from this therapy. So awesome. praise be to God at this time, our son has officially graduated from all his therapies. Wow. Um, and so we couldn't be more grateful. We have, yeah. So we know and people who know him know his struggle and um, he, people don't see what he goes through internally on a daily basis of what he has to hold together and, um, how he has to really put forth a lot of effort in order to Mm -hmm. be social. Yeah. But, um, God is showing himself again to be a God of grace and giving that strength for each moment for him and for us and leading us as we continue on this journey.
0: Yeah. So when did he start, Therapies. He's just now graduated. He's seventeen. So when did he start
1: those therapies? Well, remember? Those two was okay. when the delays began. Okay. And then auditory processing therapies. Um, hmm. When did that start? Probably eight or nine. Yeah. And that was instrumental, instrumental in his in helping him. But then after his concussions. The concussions basically erased all of what the therapy did. Oh, wow. We had to start it back at ground zero again. Okay. Once we were through all the post-concussive therapies. Okay.
0: That's hard. It's very hard. Okay. And then I had another question for you too. or well, Maybe not even a question, just kind of something to say, maybe it'll lead to a question. You were talking about how people don't know the inner struggle that he goes through day in and day out, how it is it's a lot harder for him to do the things that we do so naturally, you know? And so I can just imagine the mental strain that is on him. And then I'm sure that that creates physical strain too. And I think even some parents may notice this with their child. If they have a little bit of a harder time learning a certain thing, maybe they have a speech disability or they're a little bit slower or maybe socially. I mean, I can think of my kids like I've got one who socially struggles a little bit more. I have one who doesn't speak quite as good as she should for her age. You know, like I think of just minor things that every family probably has a little bit. But again, I don't know if I necessarily have a question, but just a statement to say, that I'm sure that can be exhausting for Mark sometimes, you know, and I think sometimes when we see certain behavior in our child, it's good to maybe think, okay, why is this behavior happening? Is it because they're so tired, <laughs> you know, so mentally and physically tired of just trying so hard, whereas we don't have to try that hard in that area, you know?
1: Right. Right. And that's where I feel like it's so important to know your child truly yes. know that. You know is your child who has a special need a unique need are they an extrovert are they an introvert Mm -hmm. so how do they refresh and helping them to learn that um so that they can help themselves to be able to be healthy yeah you know mentally healthy spiritually healthy and all of that so our our son realizes what he needs you Mm know so he will take he says mama i'm gonna go take time with my friend now online okay yeah that's fine and that friend loves him and they spend time together um or mom can i please do this or sometimes he what has been a game changer for our family was back in pennsylvania we lived in a teeny tiny bungalow all five of us oh wow (laughs) and um so there was really no place for him to go and to have a, a place of quiet yeah because his two younger brothers dear boys, are as busy as ever. (laughs) And um, one of them is a severe extrovert. (laughs) So, And with Mark being an introvert, he wasn't able to get that quiet space to breathe and to just rejuvenate. And so now that we live here in Terre Haute, we have a home that has been a gracious gift that he can get away into his room and just have quiet. Yeah. So, and then also music is another huge thing. Mm. Oh gosh, we could talk on and on about all of this. Yeah, we could. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but um, you know, just learning what helps your child too. Yeah,
0: um, I think that's really important. Just even right. you mentioning, are they an introvert? Are they an extrovert? I don't think I ever thought about it until the last couple of years, where I realized, okay, my eldest daughter really thrives when she's around people. Um, yeah. And it exhausts me, to be honest, because I'm an introvert. And while I love people and no one would ever guess that I'm an introvert because I'm so outgoing, I don't get refreshed by that. I come home feeling just completely drained. Um, but my daughter, on the other hand, feels completely filled up after that. And so working that in your household, looks to, it takes some sacrifice on mom's part sometimes. You know what I mean? Mom might be naturally an introvert. One of the other kids might be an introvert. The other one's little enough that he doesn't really probably care what he is (laughs) right now. He'll just, as long as mom's there, he's good. But then you got another one who's an extrovert. Um, Yeah, it definitely. And, and too, they change. Like they might not always be that, you know, so learning that our children are constantly changing, that we're constantly changing and just being sensitive, I think to that loving people well, if we love them well, I think we care enough to get to know what kind of makes them run.
1: Right. Right. It's so true. My, I have a friend who, she has a dear daughter who has a swing in her backyard. They, well, they, they do the family does. And so she's an introvert and she has to go out and have her swing time Yeah, that's good. by herself and just have that. That it's like a nice sensory thing too. You know, yeah, you're in nature, yeah. but God's creation can be so rejuvenating. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's a plug for nature <laughs> yeah. getting out more. That's but, funny. Um, Our
0: daughter does that exact thing. She puts on headphones and she gets in the swing and she just swings back and forth and listens to some music. Like you're saying.
1: That is brilliant. Yeah, It's, it's trying those different things and see what makes each child rejuvenate and refresh. Yeah, really important. Yeah. And it's really important to remember that each child is, is a gift yes. and God has a special purpose and a journey mm-hmm. set forth. Yeah. For each one of these image bearers mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: and that, you know, giving space to let them breathe and let them and help them to figure, figure out how God created them. To
0: be. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the freedom to figure that out is really mm-hmm. crucial. And I think that can be scary for parents because we are in control of discipline and we want to make sure our children's, our children are raised in the admonition of the Lord. But I think the older they get, and the better disciplined they are, the more freedom they then gain to kind of figure that out, you know. So I'm sure wow. you're seeing that with Mark as he's getting older and older older, he's getting actually more freedoms. Like you're saying, he's gonna be prepared to maybe have a job interview, you know, things yeah. like that.
1: Yes. Which actually he has he has two jobs.
0: Wow. Awesome. Yeah. You
1: know, it's it's amazing and doing what he really enjoys. He does food prep at a local cafe cool he loves food he does amazing chocolates and things and then he wants to go into computers so he he works at a uh, it's like a cell phone repair service
0: awesome and he'll be great at that i'm sure yes
1: this was huge like i can't even my arms are extended right now (laughs) huge (laughs) we're just so thankful you know yeah Um, i love it Okay.
0: So we've talked about a lot of the joys, but I know, like you said, this has been a long, hard road. So Mark is 17 now you've had 17 years of this and it's not all been sunshine and rainbows the whole time. So has accepting God's will for Mark's life, for your life been hard at times?
1: Yeah. So yeah, I want to make sure people know that, yeah, you're hearing the joys. Yes. There's so many joys as I've yes. been looking back um, and reflecting and Boy, do i encourage any mom no matter if you have a two-year-old a five-year-old 8 year old and, and your child is struggling to stop just to stop like a. if you need to get a sitter ask your husband if you're a single mama see if there's somebody to reach out to or maybe it's just when the babies go to bed to just stop and say god may i, may I reflect on this and may i see your goodness mm, that's good God's goodness is everywhere yeah. And sometimes it's really, really, really hard to see, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the midst of um, times when our son was passing out repeatedly and, and I we felt like we lost him, like he was in his own world, like through the concussions and um, th- thinking that we would never, you know, be with our son again. Yeah. And those times where I'm like, how can I see the goodness of God? You know, um, our faith sustains us through that, that and then we can look mm-hmm. back. And that's why it's so crucial to take that time to yeah. reflect you know on that goodness so in those times of hard time in the, in the hard times we can yeah I don't even know if refreshed is the right word but that God gives us the strength to keep walking yeah he gives us and a I
0: peace guess. that surpasses all understanding
1: yes. right yeah amen that's right yeah so yes I'll just answer your question yes it's yeah. been hard yeah so first of all I mean just even at two when somebody says your child isn't speaking well that mm-hmm. was hard for me yeah. You know, okay. He needs to go into speech therapy. Okay. And it was humbling because immediately I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my goodness, what did I do wrong? Yeah. You know, um, the one glass of wine I had before I, knew I was pregnant <laughs> with him. Yeah. The one yeah. Glass. That's yeah. what did that, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, so you think of this, um, yeah. So you, you, go through all these things and then there comes a point where you just, you know, you have to just know that God is in control and he's sovereign. Mm-hmm. So at the time we were feeling the lord leading us to homeschool mark so this was back you know when we were when he was starting speech therapy and we were met with resistance to that while he was in therapy so that was hard because we were beginning to see that okay we feel like god's calling us to homeschool him mm-hmm. that's gonna be the best thing for him and every you know god calls everybody to something different right and so then my question was why did god choose to create our son with these unique challenges? Life is so challenging for him. Social situations are hard. And then I could go on and on among many other things. It's hard for him Um, when other kids can talk right away. He needs minutes in order to form a thought. So, um, you know, helping teachers to understand that. And um, and obviously I know we're going to talk about, you know, communication, but that obviously plays in here, too. So I had to keep going back to the truth that our Savior doesn't make mistakes. When He creates each individual, we are all image bearers of the Lord, and we need to seek out goodness, truth, and beauty because it is certainly there. And I know I keep repeating that, but that's been but like is, a story yeah. Of, of yeah of of our lives, really. And so when we shared with our son about his evaluation results at Penn State, um, dear friends at our church, let us borrow a book for kiddos who have that diagnosis of it's like Aspergers, but they've gotten rid of those terms. Now it's just, you're on the spectrum.
0: Okay. I didn't know that. So Asperger's isn't technically, a, a thing anymore. a diagnosis now. Okay. Right.
1: Now maybe next week it will be, but right now <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so, we're um,
0: limited, right? All of this that's, is
1: that's <laughs> right. <laughs> it can change in the next year. So as of right now, but, um, this was, I would almost say imperative, um, for him to have read because it stand himself more that God had a certain plan in his creation, right? And that he created Mark's mind to think the way that it thinks, for him to process things the way that he is meant to process them. Yeah. And that it is okay. And that even though some people might consider him unique, that God knew, it's mm-hmm. never caught God by surprise, and that he is still precious. And just because that is his unique need, you know what, in reality, we all have unique needs. And so helping him to see that, to kind of make him really feel like he's just like everybody else, because we really are all image bearers of our savior. So the question was, um, I had to keep asking myself, do I trust God's good plan? Am I desiring ease for my son or God? And and again, like I said, each person has unique needs that need the absolute grace of God to work through and to work with. And so none of us are without a desperate need for God who restores and redeems it all. So I would honestly be fibbing if I didn't admit that I'm concerned for our boy at times. Mm -hmm. Um, How will he do on his own? Oh, my gracious. I can't even. Um, How will his driving go? We still haven't um, had him drive yet. Um, How will college go? How will he love his wife if the Lord gives him one? How will he love his children? So, God continues to take me back moment by moment. It's one graceful moment at a time, one decision at a time, one prayerful moment at a time. I need to keep praying for our son. Mm -hmm. Now we're at this coaching time, right? He's 17. So, as God gives us breath, as God gives us moments with him to coach him, encourage him in the word of God, and help him to understand himself, help him to know how to think well and to think right. Yeah. I answer your question. You did. That was good.
0: You did. And I think that's going to be very encouraging for some of our listeners out there. And sorry, if you guys can hear some cries, I I can hear the cries from upstairs. It's bath time and bedtime, which always, always means there's a few tears.
1: (laughs) Well, that's amazing. I cannot hear them.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully the recording doesn't pick it up and we're not too distracting. (laughs) So speaking of children, how does loving and caring and helping Mark in the home look? I'm sure it looks a little bit different than it does for your other two boys. Um, I think of disciplining, like you talked about, you know, is this a sin problem? Is this um, a behavioral problem. What is this? You know? And I, th- I know, I know I was I think, but I know even just talking to some friends, they've walked through the same thing. Um, you know, there's been times where they should have disciplined and they didn't because they didn't think in the moment that that was the best thing and then vice versa. Uh, so basically, is it drastically different? What does it look like for you in the home?
1: First of all, what a question
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm giving you a load there. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay. So the answer to this In one sentence is it's so different, yet it's the same Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and the same with all children, because all all is ultimately about bringing glory to God and honoring him, loving in accordance with the word of God and praying and speaking truth to our kiddos. Mm -hmm. That's the same. Okay. Now, what is different? Now, I feel like it would be interesting to chat with every single individual mom, you know, (laughs) because every situation is different. Yep. You know, and then of course you're thinking about what is it? Is it a sin? Is it um, challenges speaking, you know, challenge behavior? What is it? So, you know, really it comes down to each individual situation, but there are times when we couldn't discipline mark the same because his disobedience was due to one of his challenges. So although his brothers would be disciplined because of it. So we have had to have very conversations with, especially our middle son about this. So that he understands we are not out to get him, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Raising up a child in the way he should go. Obviously, it's according to the word of God. But how, so for us personally, how does Mark need to be raised? Mm-hmm. You know, That's what it comes down to. Obviously, we were swimming in the word of God. But it would take on different angles with him. You know, how did we word things? Um, with him, we had to do a lot of like choices. Mm-hmm. Because he is kind of strong willed a little bit on top of everything else. A little bit. You know that strong willed child thing? Yeah, I know it. If yeah. you have more
0: than one kid, you probably have a strong willed one.
1: <laughs> yes, that is so true. Or you could have a three and that all the strong will comes out all differently. <laughs> That's in our case. But um, <laughs> and even down to like um, caring and loving him. So his room like coming down to how do we set up his room mm-hmm. yeah. um, looks different than his brothers. Yeah. Like when he was young, um, before, um, most of his diagnoses, you know, we would lay him down to bed and we would come out and here he would be laying with his head in the hallway and his body in his room. And we're Like what in the world? <laughs> and so we actually got a sleep therapist in, by the way, sleep therapy is amazing too. <laughs> I feel yes. like if there's a therapy we've been through most of them, so um yep. so we had a sleep therapist come into the home super helpful she helped us understand you know that mark was being overstimulated so we were able to take this out of his room and because he had a dresser near his bed it was making him feel all like um pushed in or what like claustrophobic kind yeah, claustrophobic. of claustrophobic yeah so we started moving things out and then Ta-da, He was sleeping in his bed. Wow! And adding a sound machine and all these things mm-hmm. that were helpful for him, um, but for his brothers, they couldn't give a who, You know. Yeah. So yeah. just speaking to whatever is needed for him, and um, even how we instruct him, like it has, it's different than his brothers. Like part of the auditory processing is if you don't look him straight in the mm-hmm. eyes, he doesn't hear you. Yeah. He doesn't even know you're talking so you know if he's not d- directly staring at us or if he can't look at our mouth you know um so it just looks different and his brothers have just had to have been instructed we've had to do that over and over and over again you know this is this talking we're not giving him a pass yeah but let us raise each one of you accordingly to what god has called and to what is best for you yeah, and please trust God. You know, trust God that He knows what's going on. You know, so yeah, that's kind of some tips, some things yeah. that have helped us.
0: No, it's good. That's good. I think you know the the principle is the same for for all of us. The standard's the same, but practically how we work that out is like you said. You know, it's going to be different. Um, and I do think that's why it's so important to be in your Word regularly because then when the situations arise, I think you're able to apply the word of the Lord to each unique and individual situation, you know? And I think too, with kids with unique needs, um, you kind of have to think about them. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't, I don't have this in my household, obviously. Um, But I feel like you have to kind of think back to two-year-old mentality, almost sometimes three-year-old mentality. Yes, they may be six, but in whatever struggle they're struggling with right now, they may be at a two-year-old level. And I I just think about it when you're saying, you know, like processing, if I want my two-year-old to hear me, I have to get in front of my two-year-old, grab his hands, look him in the eye and say, son, mommy told you to do this, you know, and can you say, all right, mommy, can you say, okay, mommy. And then he'll say, all right, mommy, you know, um, yes,
1: and yes, eventually exactly right. they pick
0: up with that, you know, they get better, they get better, they get better. But if your child has unique needs, they may not get as best as you want them to,
1: you know, <laughs> you are so right. In fact, I feel like this actually hits on one of the other questions that I know that we're going to talk about, but, um, it's, you know, our dear Mark is 17 and if you ask him to put his shoes and socks on or you know do a multi-step direction mm-hmm. most likely it will not occur yeah it just simply won't occur it and because his mind struggles to do that yeah and so you know I, it's funny i am you know you sometimes think as a parent like i've been telling this child to do this for 17 years
0: <laughs> and they haven't got I'm
1: it not doing it <laughs> and then you you're like okay is this just irresponsibility is this just <laughs> i don't give a hoot yeah Or is this a legit, I, I can't do this or I'm having trouble. Yeah, And I, I don't love the word can't, (laughs) (laughs) like in my classroom, I had this word can't with like a line through, we don't say that, but you know, there are some situations where you almost can't. Yeah. And, um, that God has a purpose in that, you know? So, you know, when I said, I was like, will he ever get married? You know, maybe he will. And God knows that woman that needs to come to him that will help him
0: Mm -hmm. with
1: those multi step directions. Yeah. Or social situations or whatever the case may be.
0: Yeah. Well, it's training them. Like you said, training them in the way they should go. It's not just telling Uh, them the way they should go, it's training. So that takes time. And we get impatient, I think, sometimes in the process as parents. That's right. So that part's good for us. Okay. And maybe this was where, where that was going to come up. You said you, you know, in another question, I'm not sure, but I do wonder if you have any parenting tips, um, Mason and I laugh because when people are like, I don't know what happened, we raised them all the same. And this one over here is just out, you know, doing whatever. Uh, We joke, we get it. I I totally understand what they mean by that. However, we joke that each child is different and if you raise them all the same, that might be your problem. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, You need to actually raise them differently. Again, same principle. Obviously we don't need to stray away from biblical values and practices and that sort of thing, but I can just tell you the way that I interact with my six-year-old is vastly different than the way I I interacted with my three-year-old. So do you have any tips there or anything to say to that?
1: Oh, and that's so funny. Um, It was funny when you wrote that question to me, (laughs) you know, I'm, I forget that I've been doing this 70 years, but I still feel like I'm, I'm a newbie,
0: you know, that's encouraging to hear
1: because I'm like, Wow. (laughs) I feel like a newbie, and I feel like I've been around the block. It's just the oddest thing. It's just the oddest thing. Anyway. So, um, okay. Here's the thing. Overall, I would say number one, pray, be in the Word, and keep mm-hmm. fellowship with other believers. We just need to. We need that accountability. We need. That's just what we need. Yep. And then do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of those um, battle cries. If that's the right word. That I. <laughs> yeah. It's always on the. Not always. That's not true. But it's on my tongue so frequently i'm just reminded how we need to walk humbly with god mm-hmm. and so motherhood is a path of humbling ourselves before the lord being reminded that we don't know it all mm-hmm. but we serve the god who does so abide with him seek his face pray for wisdom and pray for and with your kids and remember that god gives grace for each moment i think i've said that like a lot through this but we whole need podcast. it but we it is it. the truth and praise Jesus, commend Jesus, like thank him. Like even when you're, when you've spilled whipped cream, you know, (laughs) on the floor, like, praise Jesus that I have these children, that I can do this and that God, you are still good in the midst. And so, okay, you asked for parenting, you know, examples. And so I started with our own hearts because out of the heart does our mouth speak. Mm -hmm. And our heart is what really needs changed. Mm -hmm. Our actions tend to follow suit with that so guarding our heart because it's the wellspring of life and so you know let the Lord like what is it take the log out of our own eye before Mm -hmm. we take the speck out of another um it's the same with our children you know walking with him through this so I think as moms that we're really focused in on that so as it comes to like parenting here are some of the tips that have been a gracious gift from the Lord and please I probably learned all this from other people, and, and God just reminding me of these, but listen to hear people, our children, and then as you listen to them, raise them up in the way they should go. And we've talked about this. Know your child. So whatever that takes in a healthy way, obviously, you know, dates, time together, whatever, just know your child. Stop and look in their eyes when they're speaking to you. Mm, that's good. Care about what they care about. Um, If it's Fortnite, (laughs) it is a little stuffed bunny. Oh my goodness, care about that bunny. Um, Our one boy has a teddy bear named Guy. And oh boy, we will move the earth to find Guy if Guy is gone. Okay, Um, Cherish each moment. I actually, my website is thankful for each moment because I've been reminded so many times in this life that truly every moment is a gift from him. Every breath is a gift from our Lord. And even if it's really hard, we have breath and we can still praise and I'm, it's not easy, so please don't hear me say that. I am a work in progress and I do not (laughs) always do well at this. But um, again, I have just seen the gifts that God gives us in life and that breath again is a gift. And so I tend to really think of that. And again, I have said this so much, but looking for the beauty and the truth and the goodness in your children and in what they're doing and call it out to them, Mm -hmm. always be learning from our children and from others around us. And then tell them, say, Hey, thanks. You just taught mama this, (laughs) or I see this in you, encouraging them. And then be so cautious to think that we have arrived or that my kiddos are better than yours. It's only grace. Comparison is the thief of joy mm, that's and cool. then continue to pray. A friend prayed, one of my friends who's on Campus Crusade staff, prayed that her children would love the word and know that they are loved by their savior. I think she prays that for them every single day. And I think that a lot of us would say that's just, that's what we want from our, for our kids. Mm-hmm. Teach them to obey you because that is the training ground for teaching them to obey their savior mm. when they're older. When they're in college or when they're married or whatever the case, they want to know the voice of their savior and say, I'm going to follow you yeah. because that is good and right. And we know that we love God if we obey him. Mm-hmm. So teaching them that. Um, so those are some of my tips. Those oh, are awesome. They're,
0: they're great. So while you were saying those tips, it reminded me of a quote that my friend, Jericho said, uh, I might actually quote her again, because she was helping me when I was creating this interview and the questions for you, you know, cause I was like, I don't, you know, I don't even know what to kind of ask her. What are some things you want to know? And one of the things she said, and something you said here, I think when you were saying to look for the truth, the beauty, the goodness, and then call those things out, she said, we need to call out their giftings and help them with their struggles. Yes. You know, cause I think that's important if we flip that and we're calling out their struggles, all the time. You know what I mean? We kind of just get sidetracked, you know, we're just always thinking on the negative and not seeing the giftings necessarily. And then you talked about comparison also and guarding our hearts was one of the first things you said. And I think in order to guard our hearts as moms, sometimes we have to be very careful what we're comparing our family and our children to like each home is going to look so different, you know, Gosh, I love social media. I know you do too. You're you're on there sharing things, and um, you mentioned your website as well and stuff like that. So I, I love it, but at the same time, we have to really guard ourselves with it. We have to keep you know keep our priorities straight on there.
1: And may I do a shout out? I think um, Risen Motherhood did a six or seven series uh, on social media. So Ooh, okay. I haven't listened to all of them, but what I've listened to is is really helpful.
0: Well, I'll have to listen to that because I like Risen Motherhood. Yeah. Give, them, I'll give them a shout out on this podcast. Oh, good. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'd like to talk a little bit about about communication now mm-hmm. with Mark having the auditory. Did I am say am I saying that right? Auditory. Processing. Processing disorder. disorder. This isn't that he can't actually hear you, right? It's that right. he I mean he can. It's but that it's not his actual ears struggling. It's like a a two-way thing, right. In his brain that he has to be able to see and hear at the same time or something of sorts. I'm sure it goes deeper than that.
1: Yeah. So um, he, his brain doesn't process the sound that's coming in unless you're like looking right on at him and you're talking.
0: Okay. So with that being said, communication, I'm sure (laughs) has been challenging (laughs) and you have to have a good communication in a home for it to be healthy and flourishing. So what has that looked like?
1: Well, one thing is I, I know that I need to get that. What is that? Amazon echo? Or what is that thing that you put in each room and you can just like, uh, talk. I don't know that I've seen it. Well, uh, maybe that's not what it's called. And I'm sure your listeners know, maybe I'm sure some of your listeners know, but probably uh, I'm, I'm behind in
0: the times. (laughs) Well,
1: me too. There we go. But I think that would be really helpful for any, any parent who has the struggles like we do with communication, mm. having like if your child typically is in the family room and if you're in the kitchen and you want to get a hold of them, like that would be a real practical way to say, hey, Johnny, time to come to mom. Is you it kind of like
0: a walkie talkie, but it's
1: in the rooms? Yeah, I think so. Something cool. like that. Like There's a, been
0: several times where I've been like up putting Henry down for nap where I'm like, man, I really wish Honora had a cell phone right now so I could text yes. her like, I need this, you know, like, or yes. I need you to be quiet.
1: That, okay, so we could look into that. That would be a good idea. <laughs> first um, world problems. <laughs> exactly. This is totally a first world problem. Um, But I, I have told you, you know, that he struggles with the whole multi-step directions. Yeah. So. Our communication, oh gracious, it's 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 a it's a um, almost a daily you know struggle. So we do a lot of repeating. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the point of my voice can't talk. <laughs> you know, like I'm like because of all the other talking I have to do with homeschooling or ministry yeah. or whatever, I I can't <laughs> talk anymore. <laughs> um, a lot of reminding, a lot of writing things down. If you have younger kiddos, by the way, like pictures. I think we mm-hmm. did that for him too. And honestly. I have to do it for him sometimes. So I've had to wave the waters again, and I've told y'all this now, I think three times, what is the issue? So when it comes to communication, is, is it his challenges, his sin? Is he tired? Is he overwhelmed? Yeah. And then like, sometimes we have to help him understand that, or we have to put words to it for him. Um, so, cause he definitely, definitely struggles to express exactly what his mind is thinking. So we have to help him put thoughts to words. Okay. And okay. Um, so we say things like, am I hearing you correctly? You are saying this, hmm. are you saying this or this? I think this is what you are meaning to say. So hmm. this is some of the ways that we communicate with him, um, especially if we're having a bigger conversation that he's really trying to get his heart out, but he can't quite process it all and put it out into maybe a, um, a coherent order, Right. We're, we're trying to help him to do that. Still, he wants to be heard and valued. And this comes to, like I said earlier, you know, stopping and giving my whole attention, right? So in our home, we like, we try to stop wherever we are. So in fact, just recently, uh, I think it was this week in the middle of our hallway, we have found is a great place for a conversation, <laughs> you know, we literally stopped in the middle looked in his eyes I probably had like a rag over my shoulder or something because I was going to wipe another something off of something (laughs) you know and stopping and hearing you know what because the hallway is just as great as the kitchen table for having a a wonderful conversation yeah and if you have sons the car is a beautiful place to have a child to have a child to have a conversation (laughs) with a child (laughs) not to have a child I can edit
0: that out, but that's funny. I might just have to keep it. (laughs) I hope I don't ever have any of my children in the car. I almost had Henry in the car. So
1: Oh my goodness. And I'm sure some of your listeners have almost or have had them too. (laughs) If you've had your child in the car, please give us a shout out. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But um it's a beautiful thing with sons. I I cannot begin to tell you the conversations that we have had, even today on the way home from our school class. Um, our oldest, Mark, you know him and I were having delightful conversations. So it's important to understand how your child communicates. Be a student of your child. Forgive as needed, and then try it again in God's grace, because you are going to make mistakes. You know, you are a human being as a mama, mm-hmm. and your child is a human being. So I think remembering that we're all on the same, you know, level ground there, um, over communicate to your heart, your heart, to the, your child. Hmm. Even today I was telling my son, you know, God says this and I'm accountable to our savior and I love you so much. And I'm, and I need to also obey my Lord yes. because I'll be accountable to him. So why am I going to like relentlessly pursue you son and hold you to this because my savior says that I need to do that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, making sure that I, he knows I'm trying to train him in the way he should go because God has called me to do that. Yeah. And I love him and I love my savior more. And I need to make sure that he understands that, um, honestly, there's so much I could say because the communication part is an everyday, thing in our house. And all I can say is it takes a lot of intentional focused attention
0: yeah.
1: and prayer. And I cannot say enough of how important it is to have mentors in your life and to have people walking alongside of you mm-hmm. and to listen to people who have gone before you because I've learned so much about how to communicate with my, with my children through people like that.
0: Yeah, That's good. And I love that you mentioned the hallway because the month that we're going to be sharing this, we're going to be talking about the hallway as one of the rooms of the home. And while the hallway isn't an actual room, we wanted to bring it up because there's just so much you can correlate with that. And just as you were talking about stopping in the hallway, that's a great place to have conversation I think that's really important because it just goes along with everything you're saying. Um, The hallway gets us to where we need to go. And I think sometimes we just zoom through it. You know what I mean? We're just, we're getting, okay, we need to go to the living room. That's where we're going to go. We're going to go to the kitchen. That's where we need to go. Um, We need to go up the stairs, whatever we need to do. That's all we think of the hallway for. Um, But sometimes I think the Lord is just stopping us in our tracks and Mm -hmm. saying, listen to me, you know, like your son, for instance, needs a conversation and you're going to stop here in the hallway before you get to where you need to be, you're going to stop. And you're going to listen and you're going to calm down. You're going to have some patience.
1: <laughs> and yeah. You know what? May I add to that?
0: Yes, of course. You
1: know, like God has called us to relationships. Life is about relationships with him mm-hmm. and with those around us, like building yeah. one another up, encouraging, spurring one another, loving one another. The, the one another passages are all over scripture. So, you know, you see the hallway as a place where you're going to and from, mm-hmm. like I believe you just said. Yep. And but we, I mean, there's obviously, you know, a time and a place for this, but overall like relationships, yeah, like that's where it stops, you know, like, yeah. okay, I'm going to wa- wash this handprint off of this molding, mm-hmm. but you know what? No, like it's about relationships. That's yeah. what God has called us to. And so if it means everything else is backed up, but you are loved and you are cared for, tended to, like you think about the a shepherd tends his flock, you know, that that's what we're doing,
0: yeah, as moms. You know, and that's really important.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, because the hallway, I think, can sometimes feel lonely too. You know, um, the hallway of our lives. That's you know, again, a place you're getting to and from. It may right. feel lonely, but we have to remember, like you're saying, relationships are crucial. You know, they're it.
1: <laughs> our relationship
0: with the God. Lord is it.
1: <laughs> oh yes, like looking for where God is working. Yeah, join Him there. You know, wherever, and that could be in the hallway. Yep. Place.
0: <laughs> so Yeah. Okay. So moving on, we could talk about the hallway all day. Leanne had, Leanne was mentioning cool things too, about what's, what's hanging in your hallway and all, all cool things that I'll just, I'll probably have to talk about on our actual hallway episode. Uh, but back to you, Leanne. So you homeschool. So basically, can you just share what your homeschool day looks like for those who homeschool, we know that uh, every home looks different but I'm sure that there are families listening that could really benefit from hearing you and what you do as far as a homeschool day, having a child with unique needs, it's going to look different than some families.
1: And yes, please don't feel like you need to emulate my day. It's very different. Yes, (laughs) Yeah. So we have quite a different homeschool situation. We are a ministry family. I have a home business and we homeschool our three boys. So simply put (laughs) our life three ring circus and we just added like I said this puppy he's one we adopted him into our mix so yes I it's it's awesome so you can hear so let me just give you a picture you will often hear our two birds whistling or screaming during the school day especially when we're reading they decide typically when we're reading to scream loud um the dog might be crying one to five people are talking Uh, (laughs) audio books are being played Someone is reading aloud. People are knocking on the door. Phones are ringing. Messages are going off. Um, oh, the punching bag is being hit. <laughs> Videos are playing in the background. Piano, guitar, or drums are being played. The fire alarm going off because mama yet burnt the girl cheesy. Um, laughter, or y'all, sometimes there's silence. That's that's interesting. And then, so it just depends on the moment. So. I can be a fly by the seat of my pants person at times. So personally, I don't do super well with homeschooling schedules. So to me, all of this crazy, if you want to say it that way, which is probably not the best word, but um, it works well for me. Yeah. <laughs> now, my children have become similar to me when it comes to this in some ways, but then some of them know I need my quiet. So they will go to one of the numerous tables throughout our house and and work there. We have felt homeschooling to be the best to meet our children's needs and the needs of our family and we have had to try various strategies to help our son well all of our sons but especially our oldest son even to this year his junior year i had to switch his geometry curriculum in the middle of the year that's so frustrating Um, it was incredible yes and so now we have a tutor but you know with his learning disability in math he has We just had to do that, so it's it's just a constant change. So all of this is (laughs) probably be a whole other podcast or something. (laughs) So, um, you know, we oh golly, we have tried various curriculums, various study areas, you know, different learning modalities, you know, kinesthetic, auditory, um, visual. But honestly, we have stuck with the classical conversations program. If you've heard of that, it's a Christian classical homeschooling program. The longest. I think our oldest has done that for five or six years. We have been incredibly pleased with classical learning and how it meets the needs of almost all students. Um, and so that includes, you know, our dear Mark, um, Mm -hmm. a child with high functioning autism and ADHD and auditory processing disorder and a learning disability can succeed. Okay. Y'all I'm going to say this with much, much, much help in classical conversations. But I just need you to know it has been super challenging. So as I'm like wrapping up 17 years here, um, it has been really hard. Hard to the point of where I feel like I'm failing a lot. Yeah. You know, or this is just not going to work. Or I'm kind of like waiting on the edge of my seat. Is this going to turn out okay? <laughs> I feel called to it, but Lord, yeah. um, again, I think y'all just listen to my three ring circus. So you can see <laughs> how. You know, I'm like, oh, gracious be. But I can, I. it's been filled with beauty that I can barely even describe. Um, and now that he's 17, this is my encouragement for moms of littles. Like, if God is calling you to it, please, by his grace, press on. Mm. Press on and persevere because there is a purpose in the pain, yeah. in, in the everyday hardness. My days are still really hard if I have a fifth grader an eighth grader an 11th grader, so my my days are still in the thick of it, but. Um, what i'm seeing now from my older boys as we've gotten through like a lot of the, the, the younger years, which are super intense, you know as you're teaching them to obey and learn and all of that. Um, i'm seeing some of that fruit now and it's one of the most amazing things ever um, the relationship. Again, we're called to relationship, and that's Mm -hmm. just, it's incredibly precious to me, um, the relationship with my boys. So some tips you said, um, always start with the end in mind. Why are you doing what you're doing? And then I always encourage people, if they feel the Lord calling them to homeschool, to write down your top 10 list of why on earth are you going to embark upon this? Um, (laughs) Because those two things in tandem together like keeping the ends in mind which essentially can be pulled right into your top 10 list yeah gives you encouragement in the midst of the um uh hard times Yeah, <laughs> it reminds you of why you even embarked on this monumental task in the first place so we try to seek the lord every year to you know to confirm that we should continue homeschooling i always encourage people to do that also um I encourage people to have a bin of special toys like educational toys that you can pull out only at school or special times. And I still have those that I will pull out periodically for my kids if we're doing like a special read aloud or something like that. Um, Rainbow resource and discovery toys are great mm-hmm. resources for that. Yeah. Um, and with exclamation points, get help. <laughs> you are your child's advocate, get help. And again, pull in those mentors. I can't help, please don't do it on your own. God has given us these precious lives to steward. So let's love and care for them well. Seek evaluations, pursue therapies, research reputable sites and places, um, seek mentorship of other veteran homeschool mamas and families. Mm -hmm. Truly, if it wasn't for all these, I mean, I don't know. Like the Lord has, it's been very humbling Mm -hmm. realizing you can't do it all on your own. it's or it's okay it is okay to call in backup because you know um especially like you think of the church family it's a family but the lord is really um gifted other people talented other people to do these things so it's, it's really helpful to to bring them in to help your child to thrive yeah
0: and it helps us not feel so overwhelmed in the process
1: yes for sure
0: Okay. So you're not a huge planner. You said you like to just kind of take the day as it comes, but I'm sure that planning ahead looks different or has looked different for you guys. I know when I was talking, um, to my friend, she said, you know, like even just planning a vacation was hard because she had to think, you know, how, what is her son going to be like, what kind of things does she have to prepare for? So, um, I know you said that you just take it kind of as the day comes. And I think there's such a good lesson to be had there, but I'm sure you have more speak to that as well
1: well um so honestly um i am a fly by the seat of my pants when it comes to like the school day itself because I just don't do well with that but honestly i am a scheduler okay i use a happy planner y'all if you need a little happiness (laughs) they're great (laughs) um all sorts are fun i got, got mine at hobby lobby but i've gotten them at Michaels. Um, So I have to schedule all the things, or I will most likely forget. Yeah. I think I have some ADHD Mm -hmm. thrown in there to myself. Um, So I have to put, you know, appointments, school things, tutoring, meetings, clubs, ah, on and on and on, Mm -hmm. uh, on there. So And and then if the day is super full, it gets its own sticky note. So like I have each day planned out, you know, in my planner, like where do we have to be, when do we have to be there? And then I have in my head blocked off, okay, this is school time. So, um, then, you know, and then we go from there, I schedule. And so I have those major things that are happening in the day. And then I schedule my time with Jesus and exercise. Mm-hmm. We really, as moms, we have to be so careful that we're taking care of ourselves. Yes. And it's really hard to do. And we're not perfect, but we have one body to steward mm-hmm. In order to even care for other people, we need to care for ourselves. Um, Love your neighbor as yourself. Then um, I I try to get husband time in there and school timing or, you know, kids schooling. And then getting our church planning and our medical appointments can take up tons of times. And some days the medical appointments is all I can do. And when I mean medical appointments, so back when we had therapies, I mean, there were days like, and some of you mamas can understand that. Like days, I mean, you would just go from therapy to therapy. Lunchtime, maybe another therapy, or one therapy was all it took for the whole day is done. Um, Especially yeah. if you have to travel or whatnot. So, um, you know, I always tell the children, you know, we will get to school, but right now, mama's job is to make sure your medical needs are cared for, that your heart right. is cared for, and that you have food. Yeah, and we're going to go on from there my boys have a lot of injuries and so you can obviously imagine we can I, imagine
0: with how many concussions there were
1: oh and that's just that story so even in the last uh couple weeks i've been to the bone and joint clinic numerous times once for myself um and my husband had a major leg surgery yep. and then our son has a possible break in his wrist oh my last year, he did that to his other wrist and we just um i tell you sometimes i think we can keep er docs in business because Oh, and orthopedic doctors. Yeah. While
0: you're talking about all this, I'm just thinking like in my head, oh my gosh, like, but where does all the money come from?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's another podcast. (laughs) It's a lot of trusting the Lord. I was going to
0: say, let's just say the Lord provides.
1: (laughs) Yes, but that is truly like, if somebody wants to talk about that, because it's incredible. I probably have every brace known to man in our medicine cabinet. (laughs) any type of gauze you could possibly want okay so um back to planning though so i do have to have clear boundaries and margin for the things that come up still working on this but the margin is really important and um as a side note you know three years ago we moved from the east coast to the midwest and it is a totally different culture in the midwest it's slow moving uh, a slower moving pace and we're know your culture you know we're still getting to know our culture you want to be a part of your culture be there for the good of your city and caring for your neighbors um and making sure you're just seeking to live as god is intended you know as your family and so our family it's looked you know our lives are looking a little different now that we're in the midwest it's been a very interesting transition for us so Overall school is in the morning and in the afternoon. So I plan my school week on Sunday evenings, So I have an idea of who is going to need me more. I then make sure I am spending special time with that child. It's often a day by day figuring out of what I do need to focus on the most. So sometimes we have to do school on the weekend or the evenings. And then again, remembering that there's grace. We are not servants to the curriculum, that they are there to serve our family. So I have to keep reminding myself of that. And, and that remembering that so much of life is learning and that our kids are learning all the time and we might not even realize it. Mm-hmm. And that character matters most. So if a child, you know, if one of my kids has a breakdown in the middle of math, well, I need to stop.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I need to really address the heart and see what they're upset about, you know, because that's gonna serve them in the future to process things. So it's much more important what type of person they are than what they know. Um, And there's obviously neat things, um, neat, neat quotes that go with that. I can't think off the top of my head right now. Um, So my days are a little bit of planning and a little bit of going um, off the seat of my pants, because especially when you have a child with unique needs, you never know what the tantrums. I mean, we will sometimes have situations like that still. Mm -hmm. So and tantrum might not be the right word at this age, but times where it takes intense mom intervention, right. And we need to, we need to go there. And that's, what's most important.
0: Yeah. I like that though, because I feel like there's a balance there, you know, that you're able to have a schedule, but you're also able to go away from the schedule. And like you said, the curriculum, um, is there to help us, to aid us, you know, the schedule is kind of the same way, you know, really we, what we plan our way, but the Lord directs our steps. So yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So all of this has just been absolutely wonderful. Leanne, all of this has, I'd like for you to give us some advice for parents who may be listening to this and think, okay, I think there's something going on with my child, but they haven't been diagnosed. I don't really know what to do. Maybe they're even undecided. I know lots of families who mom wants to seek a diagnosis. Dad does not mom wants to do medication. Dad does not. Um, and that can be so hard and, you know, I know that we can't, it's not a prescription. We can't just say one size fits all, but what kind of encouragement may you have for moms, dads who are listening to this thinking, I don't really know where to go from here.
1: Sure. So I appreciate how you said that because everybody has a different story when it comes Mm -hmm. to this. So some tips that I would just encourage you all with is pray, Mm -hmm. just pray, um, talk to your spouse and I'm sure Most of you have, if you have a spouse, talk to a mentor, a veteran homeschooler, an evaluator, find an evaluator in your area that has been our Pennsylvania evaluator was instrumental to us in helping us to understand things. um, Homeschooling wise to um, talk to your pediatrician, your family doctor, write down what you see, keep a notebook, Hmm. look at reputable sites and look at what you see in your child. Versus what like the documents say, so see if you can find any similarities, differences, get an evaluation, please remember if your child is diagnosed with something that does not define them, yeah, it is simply used as a tool of how to best serve and care, educate, and essentially love your child. also, listen, listen, listen to people, and ask many questions. My husband calls me the queen of questions <laughs> That's nice. um. And I want to encourage you. The Lord really does remind you and guide you. I could not get past that possible autism diagnosis off my mind. Like it yeah. just kept coming back. And so this must have been the Lord prompting me to continue in my quest of how to get help for my son. So also trust the Holy spirit that he's going to prompt you and guide you. Also, both of you, yeah. you and your husband, it is also a gift to your child. If they can learn more about themselves, mm-hmm. I cannot emphasize that enough. How they learn, what things can help them, um, as they because as they embark upon different activities, it helps you to explain your child to your coaches and teachers so they can better help your child. And when and if they go to college, your child needs to know how to help themselves. Yep, um, they need to understand why they are still a gift from God mm-hmm. and why, um, like why they think that way. But how it's it's okay. We want to have children who have learned to steward themselves well. As image bearers of God, so truly, please don't shy away from an evaluation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't; it's not the end all, end all. I've just used it as it's—it's been actually very life giving for our family because it's helped us to understand this whole story more, um, and help everybody else understand Him, including us. So it's been freeing. But again, it's been a Holy Spirit, I feel like, driven thing, too, to help us not forget. Right. And to give us prompting. So that's our story. And I don't want to like push our story onto someone right, else. Right. So God might have another story for someone else.
0: Yeah. And I think, too, and I, I think you would probably agree with this, that even if you don't feel like, okay, a diagnosis is what we want to seek yet, um, at least try to get help for the symptom. Um, yeah. So yeah. if, for instance, your child is having a hard time speaking, And it's just not getting better, you know, or they have a texture problem and they're not eating. I think even just seeking out help there to give yourself peace of mind. And then, like you said, to help your child, whether that be, you know, speech pathology or occupational therapy. Thankfully, we have so many friends and family that I know if I ever had an issue, I could go to somebody, but um, seek that out, ask around, you know, that these are not things that are going to hurt your child by any means. And it's not, it's not like you're married to these therapies either, if it's not working or. You get it's in okay. and you realize I don't need it, well then quit, <laughs> you know, not the end of the and world. You
1: know what? May I just add, like I remember back when Mark was, I think five, four, five, something like that. Um, our our Penn State. So if you live in a university town, you might have a speech therapy lab. Mm-hmm. I know our Indiana State University has one too, but I don't know if they have this exact thing that I'm about to share. But look for ways to pull in that support from local universities because they yeah. can be on the cutting edge of research. So, for us, we put our son in a little um uh, was a speech preschool, and it was amazing wow. within three weeks. Our little dude was starting to talk more That's awesome. we could not believe it like so but when we had him at home, it wasn't necessarily helping, so to me it for me, it was just humbling myself and saying, "No, I can't do all of this, mm. this. and just prompting like, okay, the Lord's opening up this opportunity. So let's walk in this way, you know, um, and try this. And if it doesn't work, obviously we don't have to do it. But yeah. for him, it was a gift and it worked and um it was really helpful.
0: I think what you said there about humbling ourselves and realizing we can't do it all is so, so crucial for a lot of maybe any listeners, but I think moms, and I'm I'm speaking out of my own heart here especially in the day and age we live in. I think we think we can Google anything. We can read anything and then become a master of anything. And that's just not how we're made. We are not God. We can't know everything about everything. And while I think it's wonderful to have all these resources, I'm a big reader. I'm a big advocate for researching and being your own advocate and Your children's advocate. I'm I'm huge with all of that, but we all have our limits, you know. And you know, God sometimes pushes us to those limits to humble us. So yeah, that was really good.
1: Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's so true. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, Leanne. So what has been the biggest blessing or encouragement you have found in having Mark as a son?
1: Oh man. (laughs) Uh,
0: It's a hard one, isn't it?
1: Yeah, actually, this is a really hard question to answer. Because on our mark is just a gift beyond words. I can't even tell you. I wouldn't trade, I would honestly say I wouldn't trade the challenging times for anything. We have had, we have a very tender relationship. I think like I shared um, with one another, we both tried really hard to listen well to one another and be kind, again, by God's grace. Um, <laughs> for raising uh, Raising him has taught me to not give up in pursuing what's needed. And homeschooling him has also taught me that doing hard things might just be one of the best things in life god has a plan for each of our lives to use it for his good and glory even if it looks incredibly challenging and um (laughs) it's interesting because i always uh thought that you know well okay no actually no i didn't realize how selfish i was Mm -hmm. until i got married yeah. It's like, oh sweet Nelly, this is bad. And then we had children and I was like, oh, what in the world? Like, this is not gonna be here. And it's and like, okay, you we need to, you know, get rid of this selfishness. Yeah. And then we started homeschooling and I was like, it's <laughs> all over.
0: leah Ann, did I- you read my diary? Because I feel like <laughs> you're saying my exact
1: words right now. <laughs> It's like this, I totally understand what you're feeling (laughs) because I realized like homeschooling has brought me to this place of, I, I am so selfish Mm -hmm. and outside of God's amazing grace nothing, nothing is going to happen here, folks. Yep. And so, um, yeah, it has been quite the story of God humbling me and for growing, you know, uh, it's been a ground for growing in God's goodness and grace through this whole year. So I think, um, your question was what's been the biggest blessing and encouragement. Um, it was hard to put that, but I think that's my answer. Like that mark is a gift gift. and that it has been one of the most amazing grounds of growing in goodness and grace that Mm -hmm. I could ever even imagine.
0: Yeah. And what a way to get it through having a wonderful son.
1: Yes. Yes. Can it get
0: better than that?
1: Yes. Like I can genuinely say, I mean, it is not all roses. And for right. any mom of teen listening right now, it's not. Yeah, it's not always <laughs> the easiest road. And we have two, almost three teens in the house here. Yeah. So, um, actually, that no, the eleven-year-old will be a teen, yeah. know, coming up next year. But, um, yes. So it is challenging, but also it makes it's almost like it makes the sweet times even sweeter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we're going to close out here in a minute, but you did mention you have a website, right? Do you blog still? Do you I do,
1: know? but okay. I haven't blogged recently. I have my, some posts up there, okay. but since COVID hit and we had to change the schedule, I haven't blogged much since COVID.
0: Okay. Well, so if our know. listeners do want to check that out, we can maybe put that on our show notes, that website, so they okay. can find you on there. And this has been great. Again, thank you so much. I think lastly, if you have any last advice, words of encouragement, hope, anything for some, some of our listeners, can you share it with us?
1: Sure. May I leave with four things? Yeah. Is that legal?
0: That's legal, but isn't okay. it supposed to be three? A good Presbyterian has three points.
1: <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, so I will just, that'll be the cherry on top. How about that?
0: Okay. I like that dessert. <laughs> so,
1: so one thing I just wanted to real quick mention, I know that a lot of moms, and that are living my, my life here a lot of guilt and shame over a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes up, you, huh, how do I even say that? You just feel it off and on all the time, you know, because you feel like you're always making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or how could, how could God even accept me? You know, like I'm just making all these mistakes. I want to encourage mamas to just seek gospel fellowship with other moms and be real about their heart yeah. so that they that you can be encouraged. Um my husband and I were at church planning assessment center and one of our dear assessors looked at us during one of our counseling sessions and she said in all seriousness if if the lord was to look at you with an emoji what would it be? <laughs> and I know it it kind of makes you giggle, right? But when you stop in all seriousness and say, "How do I think the savior of this world looks at me. It took my husband and I a while to really answer that because of where we were at that time we were struggling with. Yeah. And so, you know, we gave our answers, which were not the, if you want to say the correct answers. Yeah. Um, and she looks and she's like, let me tell you the truth. The truth is, is that our savior there, he is looking at both of you with a smile. You are his precious, precious child who he made and has a purpose, and you are covered by the blood of Christ. Mm. He is smiling because he sees you as clean. Yeah. And that that was life changing for me, that I know my savior is looking at me like that in the everyday moments where I am making mistakes because I am a sinner, that my savior has covered me. Mm. And I can, I can ask forgiveness, you know, for him from my dear son or whoever it might be at this present moment, you know, knowing that I've been covered. So, so mama, who's struggling with that? I just wanted to leave you with that encouragement, but, um, number two, we serve a redeeming God. Mm. He makes beauty from ashes and gives hope to the hopeless. Please remember that number, number three. Um, actually, let me back up. Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen says, "I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living." Number three, the beginning of First Peter three, twelve says, "For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer." So please don't underestimate that our Savior is all ears, listening to your mm-hmm. cries. And sometimes the only cry that you can give is, "Jesus, or, Lord, have mercy," and that has been my prayer. I don't even. Mm-hmm. I couldn't count how many times that's some of my prayers, you know, but God hears and he is close. And last, lastly, uh, Isaiah 40, 11, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and he will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. We are with young. If you're listening and have a child, we are with young. Mm. And so he is gathering us and he's carrying us close. And ladies, He's gently leading us, gently. He is a gentle and lowly God. Dane Lortland wrote a book recently that I encourage you to get your hands on if you haven't read that yet. But that is the God that we serve. And so know that He's tenderly walking you through this as you seek by God's grace to tenderly walk your child through His challenges.
0: Hey guys, we hope you feel right at home here in this space. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider sharing with a friend, leaving a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, or visiting our website where you can leave us feedback on our ideas page at www.housetohome.family. And don't forget we have an Instagram where we value sharing free homemade resources for your family. As always, thank you, and until next time.